The NFC East schedule is here. The NFC East schedule is here. And the Eagles are looking to get back on the winning track at FedEx Field against the Washington Redskins. The Eagles are 11-8 all-time at FedEx Field, although they haven't won there since the 2013 season. Hello, everyone. I'm insider Dave Spadaro, and welcome to the Eagles Live podcast, episode 38. We've got a great show for you as the Eagles prepare for the Redskins, who have won three straight games after an 0-2 start. We're going to talk about the team's defensive approach against the explosive Washington offense. We'll get an overview on the Eagles offense after four games. And of course, we will explore the ramifications of Lane Johnson's 10-game suspension, which takes perhaps the best right tackle in the NFL off the field as the Eagles replace him with rookie fifth-round draft pick Hala Palatavati Vitae was slated to see his first regular season action on Sunday. First, though, we have some exclusive time with head coach Doug Peterson, who wants the Eagles to learn from their loss last week in Detroit and come and play a full 60-minute game at Washington. Doug, you go into Washington on Sunday, hostile place to play. What will you tell your team about those who haven't experienced it playing in the NFC East? Well, you know, the NFC East is uh, obviously you got to take care of your division in order to put yourself in the postseason if you have a chance. And we get to start with Washington. This is a great place to play. I mean, it's 80,000 plus. I mean, it's a, it's a great stadium. It's a great atmosphere. You know, it is the Washington Redskins. I know the Eagles historically here in the last couple of years have not fared well down there, and, and we've got to change that. And uh, it starts with our preparation this week. How important, as we see here, is starting fast on the road? Extremely. I mean, you saw Detroit. They started fast. We didn't. We've kind of, the first three games, have really kind of started ourselves and prided ourselves in starting fast and getting points. And I know this was the first time that, you know, that we fell behind, you know, 14 nothing right away. And it's important that we handle the crowd noise. It's important that we handle all the adversity that may come your way on the road. It's just us and the coaches and the players, and we've got to keep it nice and tight and try to go win a football game. It was interesting to hear on Monday after the game on Sunday, kind of the questions you faced at your press conference about Carson, about that last throw, that interception, and it kind of reminds you just how critical that any mistake he makes is going to be magnified. So is there a message there that you give to Carson about the ups and downs of the NFL? My message to Carson will be, you keep throwing it. You keep throwing it and you keep throwing it. You learn from them. You make the necessary corrections. You learn from the mistakes. You learn from the good. But by no means do you try to hamper his aggression. Do you hamper his ability to make plays? I just think you handcuff guys like that, and I don't want to do that. And we're talking about a rookie quarterback in his fourth NFL start, and he's got a lot of good football left ahead of him. He's the type of kid, too. He's going to take it in, he's going to forget it, and he's going to move on. Do you spend much time looking at the big picture in the NFC East and looking at the standings and keeping your eyes on the Cowboys, keeping your eyes on the Giants? Yeah, I look at it from the mile-high perspective, but at the same time, I'm more focused on week-to-week, day-to-day, and you know, just making sure that the guys are ready to go on Sundays. What are your memories of playing the Redskins and just uh, the, the crowd environment? Again, it's a great environment down there. We've had some great battles with them over the years. I do remember the Michael Vick, Deshaun Jackson, first play of the game, you know, those types of things, and having some success down there like that. But this is a good football team that we're going against. Again, the preparation and hard work this week are going to have to take the ownership in order for us to win this game. Thanks, Doug. Thanks, Dave. As for the offensive line, the right tackle job belongs to Vitae, who was not active for the team's opening four games. He's 6 feet 6, 315 pounds, and Peterson likes the total package that Vitae presents.
he's worked extremely hard. He's another one of those kids that he's gone against our defensive front, not only through training camp, but practice against him every single day. Smart kid, athletic kid, strong kid. Just excited to, to watch him play on Sunday. We're not changing game plan and any of that. As you get into the football game, if you see that maybe a guy is needing some help, we can obviously help him with backs and tight ends like most teams will do. But if everything is great and going as planned, then no, we just roll. The run game helps guys like that, especially in their first start. So we lean a little bit more on that maybe. And it'll be monitored, obviously. But a full week of practice with him and he'll be fine. Vitae took reps with the first-team offense this week and says he is ready for Washington, the hostile environment of FedEx Field, and the intensity of the NFC East rivalry renewed. What kind of progression have you made since the draft to now? How's your game evolved? Starting to focus more on the little details, looking at the safeties, corners, every little detail, which foot's back of the DN, looking at the three-tech, if he's snug, he's wide. That helped me a lot to prepare, especially for this game. Also, just going against the veterans, uh, the starting D-line, helps me figure out what to do against them. You know, Vinny and BG, they're both different players, but they both do the same thing, so trying to work on that. Is it at this level in your eyes more of a mental challenge or a physical challenge? I think more mental. You just got to constantly keep thinking. You got to assess a lot of things. The physical part will come. I mean, it really comes down to just the technique and how you think. Do you think the Eagles will give you a lot of help? My right guard, um, Brandon Brooks, you know, he's always giving me some pointers, you know, you got to do this, you got to do that. And also the tight ends, you know, they're like, we'll be here, but it won't be much. Big V, everybody waits for this moment, right? They get their chance to start. What's the feeling been like these last couple of days? Really blessed about this. I got the opportunity to do this, so I'm going to take it. Really unfortunate for Lane, but it's life. Just got to move on. You've had a couple of weeks to kind of get ready for this. How much has that been help? Oh, it helped a lot. The last three weeks, just going against the, you know, Brandon Graham and Vinny Curry and, you know, Stephen Means. All those guys are great athletes, and so that's what helped me prepare for this week. You've obviously looked at Ryan Kerrigan. What do you see on film? You know, he's, he's just a high-motor guy. I mean, he just doesn't stop. What will it be like for you at 1 o'clock on Sunday, Big V? What's the feeling going to be like? My feeling will be ready to kick some butt. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> you have, are you going to have some fun, though, right? Mm-hmm, yeah, I'm going to have some fun. It's going to be time to work. So. Thanks so much. Good luck. Mm-hmm. Thank, you. Thank you. I'm head coach Doug Peterson. Touchdown, Eagles! You're listening to the Eagles Live podcast with Dave Spadaro. Beyond the right tackle position, the elevation of Vitae potentially has an impact on the entire offense. How does a new starter impact quarterback Carson Wentz, for example, who had the luxury of the same five starting offensive linemen in front of him for his first four NFL starts? Wentz thinks the change is something the Eagles collectively can overcome. Yeah, you know, Lane was playing great football, you know, but the decision was made and now we got all the confidence in the world in Big V. You know, it's time for him to step up and he's been doing a great job with the reps he's been getting and, you know, he's already progressed tremendously from OTAs through training camp and I know the coaches have the utmost confidence in him. I do as well, so it'll be fun for him. This team and this offense and defense especially, you know, we go into every game with a lot of intensity. We don't slack on it. We go in there and we take the same approach every week and um, I know that's the same approach I'll take and I know it's a division foe and we're excited for it. You know, we're excited to, to go down there to Washington, but at the same time, we don't change the way we play um, regardless of who's out there. Other players echo those feelings. Let's go into the locker room to discuss the state of the Eagles at 3-1. and one. Safety Malcolm Jenkins. If anything, we're looking forward to the opportunity the next month. We got some really good teams. We got a bunch of divisional teams. We're on the road. When you steal some things on the road and then it puts you in a better position later when you come back home. And so the opportunity for the next month is there. We understand where we are in the season, 3-1 and one right now. We're feeling good about where we're at. and got an opportunity to attack this next quarter of the season. 
Defensive end, Brandon Graham. You know, they got a bunch of explosive receivers. I know that they like downhill running. It's going to be a physical game. It's one of them games where you got to grind it out. We know we got to get to Kirk Cousins because he got a bunch of tools that he can um, definitely get the ball to. I was angry, you know, because uh, we can't let nothing slip like how we did. But at the same time, you know, like I said before, them guys, they came out and they played hard and they made the plays to win the game at the end. And he's going to be mad, but we, I think we got a bunch of stuff that we can correct. This week is going to be the start of it. Every week is a big week, but I feel like just a lot more energy when it comes to, you know, guys in our division because they know how much we got to have those games and, you know, for bragging rights. As you can see, if we come on and play fast and, and dictate the game, like which we know we can, things that happened in the first half wouldn't happen. We had to just kind of settle down and started seeing stuff in front of us and, and trusting what we worked so hard for during the week. We kind of got a, like a next man up mentality. We understand that Lane gave us four good games this year and uh, hopefully we can get him back soon and hopefully we're doing real good at that time so he can kind of just pick up where he left off. Sunday's game is also a challenge from the standpoint of seeing former Eagles wide receiver Deshaun Jackson and his game-breaking skills. Jackson met the Philadelphia media on a conference call this week to discuss the Redskins' offense and once again playing his former team. Anytime you get an opportunity to play, you know, it's always a blessing. Definitely going to mean a little more because I started in Philadelphia and, uh, you know, now I'm here. So, you know, just got to take it in stride and, uh, you know, hopefully we get a win this week. It's going to be a big game, highly anticipated. I'm sure both sides are doing everything they can to prepare themselves throughout the week to hopefully come out on top. So, you know, we're taking our steps, doing what we need to do and, uh, you know, getting ready for Sunday. Happy to see Doug there. I respect him when he was uh, there with, with Coach Reed. You know, congratulating him on getting the job. I think he deserves. He's done some good things when he left. And went to uh, Kansas City and now I'm back in Philadelphia so I mean I definitely have a respect for Doug a good relationship with him as well too so I mean it'll be good to see him when we play Sunday you know we got a job to do on our end of just win the game so we'll do everything we can to prepare ourselves for that. On the other side of the ball, the Eagles defense knows it is playing against a complete Washington offense. Now, as we record this Eagles live podcast, the outstanding tight end Jordan Reed in concussion protocol for the Redskins, so his availability at this point is a question mark. Defensive coordinator Jim Schwartz saw his group start slowly in Detroit and then put together an outstanding second half. The Eagles must play 60 outstanding minutes against the Redskins, who Schwartz says they are explosive in the pass game at skill positions everywhere and also big and strong along the offensive line. That's a good offensive skill group. The heavy running back that can make yards in between the tackles, runs through contact. I'm talking about Matt Jones. Complimentary back in Thompson that's good on the perimeter. One of the marquee tight ends in the NFL. Their leading receiver can play down the field, can make plays short, plays like a wide receiver. And then a lot of different kinds of wide receivers. I didn't know a lot about Crowder just because he was a rookie last year and not being in this division. That guy's a good player in the slot. Makes a lot of plays. He's a key part of their third down offense. You know, we all know Deshaun Jones. Jackson and his ability to make a big play. And then Pierre Garçon sometimes gets overlooked in that crowd, but he's another guy that can move the chains and can make plays. He can run after the catch. They have a lot of receivers that are different in style. They all fit well together. It's not a situation where you can take one guy out and then feel like, okay, hey, we can handle the rest. Everybody's going to have to do their part across the board. They got some big guys up front. Sort of a good blend of experience. It starts with the left tackle. I mean, he's a pro bowl player. I think if you talk about offensive line play, you can probably start 
part there. Teams have ability to, to rely on one guy they think that can take a rusher out, then they can take their scheme other places. You know, I like our pass rush. I think that's a great matchup in this game. Our ability to generate pass rush, our ability to blitz, you know, those kind of things will go a long way in determining who the winner of this game is. And that matchup between O-line and D-line, it doesn't just go to pass uh, game. It's run game also. They've been able to methodically move those chains. We've been good at creating some lost yardage plays. That'll be a good battle also. Schwartz has a lot of respect for Washington quarterback Kirk Cousins, who's not playing at quite the level he played at last season, but he's still completing 67% of his passes, getting the ball down the field, and most importantly, says Schwartz, Cousins and the Redskins have won three straight games. He does a good job of executing that offense. And when you look at the different things that they do, whether it's stacks and options and running the ball and putting them in the right run plays and things like that, he has put them in those kind of positions. Doesn't really favor one guy or the other, moves the ball around to a lot of different players. He has enough arm strength to attack the whole field. He can throw the ball deep over the top, and that fits Deshaun Jackson. I mean, there's going to be probably three or four times in the game that they're just going to unleash a deep ball, and it's not a 45-yard deep ball. That thing's coming 60, 65 yards. Tough also. He's taken a bunch of hits this year. I mean, some pretty wicked hits, and he's got back up and played. And, you know, also, he's led them to a good record. You know, I think when you're a quarterback, that's probably, that's not probably, that's the most important stat. Time now for us to go into the radio booth, the voice of the Philadelphia Eagles in his 40th season, a Hall of Famer to be inducted when the Eagles play the Green Bay Packers on November 28th, Merrill Reese and his Merrill Minute. Last week, we talked about what would happen if the Eagles had to come from behind. How would Carson Wentz do in that situation? Well, he did just fine. Of course, the final result wasn't what we were looking for, but Carson Wentz led this team back from behind. Now we have to find out what can this team do after a loss? How resilient are they? How can they come back against the Washington Redskins and Landover, Maryland? It will be a great test because this is a good Eagles team, but this team, not this particular team, but the Eagles have lost three straight games to the Redskins. You know, you have to go back to the mid-80s to find out the last time the Eagles had that kind of stream against the Redskins. Actually, in that year, and it was a Buddy Ryan period, the Eagles lost four straight. The Eagles are not about to make this happen. So I think the Eagles are going to come out on fire and take it to the Redskins from the opening kickoff on. Just how good are the Washington Redskins at 3-2? and two? We take a look in our scouting report with Fran Duffy. When you look at this Washington offensive front, is that they want to be more physical than you are at the point of attack. They want to maul you. They want to grind you into the dirt. That is their mentality down in and down out in the run game and in the passing game. And it does start up front for them. They've got the best offensive line that the Eagles have faced so far this season. It starts with Trent Williams, the left tackle, but they've quietly grown very strong inside with Brandon Scherf, the former top five pick out of Iowa. Spencer Long is at center. Sean Laval, the left guard. That trio inside wants to eat your heart. They want to take away everything that you do defensively up front. That's why this battle in the trenches, this Washington Redskins offensive line against the Eagles defensive front is going to be such a pivotal matchup on Sunday because Washington wants to run the football. They may only rank 25th in the NFL at just over 86 yards a game, but they want to establish themselves on the ground. Whether it's Matt Jones, Chris Thompson, Rob Kelly, all 
three players carry the ball out of the backfield, and they want to hit you in a lot of different ways, whether it's their zone run schemes, their gap run schemes, a lot of misdirection, a big screen team as well. It's a very, very physical group up front that wants to get after you defensively, and what does that do? It establishes the play-action pass. It helps set up what they like to do downfield. The Redskins are a huge first and 10 shot team. What does that mean? They want to attack you downfield, run fakes up front, fire off the football, and then hit you over the top, whether it's Deshaun Jackson, Jamison Crowder, Pierre Garçon, or any of their tight ends, because they use all three and they use them very, very well and use them all similarly. So this is a very interesting matchup. The Redskins offense against this Eagles defense, it's something that's really going to change the outcome of this game one way or another. I'm very excited to see it unfold. That'll do it for this week's Eagles Live podcast. I'm Dave Spadaro, Eagles Insider. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks to Brian Thomas for putting it all together. The Eagles, three games in four weeks against the NFC East. It's time to get back on the winning track. Thanks, everyone. Have yourselves a great Eagles day. Eagles!